fight and you may die. Run, and you'll live. At least a while. I'm dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to train all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. Thomas Jefferson. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Thank you for tuning in into another transmission from the RBFTT podcast, Rangers Battlefield for the Truth. This is episode 61, which is being recorded on December 15th, 2022 at 2350. During this episode, I will be discussing the Twitter files and how the Democrat elites are losing their fucking minds over Americans having freedom of speech. Now, before I get any further into the episode, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, I have the link on my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter bio. Uh, It's Linktree. It's uh, basically a website where all my links, including social media profiles, videos, other websites, are located all in one place. Um, Before I get into the Twitter file news, there is something specific that I want to talk about that doesn't really quite have to do with Twitter files, but I just saw it actually pop up. And... uh, It's all over the place. Trump said that he was making a major announcement. I think it was yesterday or sometime this morning, whatever. Um, everyone thought that, oh, you know, is he major, making his major announcement as far as who's his VP? It has nothing to do with his campaign. His major announcement was like, is selling, I'm not joking, digital trading cards of himself. He wrote on on Truth Social, which is nothing but a conservative echo chamber, uh, my official Donald Trump digital trading card collection is here. These limited edition cards feature amazing art of my life and career. Collect all of your favorite Trump digital trading cards. Uh, Very much like a baseball card, but hopefully much more exciting. Uh, Yeah. I'm looking at some of the pictures here. They're not even that great. To be completely honest with you, like they're not even that good this is this is why and in episode because i'm doing this is episode 61 i'm doing 62 and 63 just boom 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 
Um, in episode 63, I'll kind of get into a little bit also of why I'm just being farther and farther into DeSantis. Like 2024 is, is the last, is the Alamo for us. This is it. This is like the last election that if, if we don't get DeSantis in here and the into this election, like it's because Trump's not winning folks. Trump's not fucking winning. If we don't get somebody in here to beat who I think is going to be Gavin Newsom, if we don't get DeSantis in, like we're fucked. That's going to be the last election we'll ever fucking have in this country. Period. And as DeSantis is going after vaccine makers, which I'll go over more in the 63 in episode 63, what's Trump doing? He's coming out with baseball card baseball cards with his name on it with his with with him and like his face on a cartoon character. This is the kind of shit I'm talking about. He's he's kind of lost his fucking mind a little bit here. So, but let's. I digress from that from that subject. Um, let's get into the what this episode is really all about, and that's the Twitter files and freedom of speech. Uh, here are a couple sound clips. One is of uh, the first ones of Elon Musk. Uh, he's uh, kind of calling in, I guess, um, to Fox News, talking about the Twitter files um, and what he's kind of found on it, These maybe some election fraud from 2020. And the second clip, you'll hear Dave Chappelle, he brings on Elon Musk on stage, and, me, and it's in, he's doing it in San Francisco, mind you, and it just triggers, triggers all, all the liberals. So... And uh, he kind of clowns on the on the crowd that's booing, too. So um, we'll do the those two clips, and then we'll come back. This Twitter is doing one team's bidding before an election, shutting down dissenting voices um, on a pivotal election. That is the very definition of election interference. And what the hell else would you? Of course, it's like. Yes, um, you know, the, the, frankly, Twitter was acting like an arm of the Democratic National Committee. It was absurd. And you know, what happened? What happened after the, the election? What, what, uh, what? You know, how much government influence was there? Um, you know, there's like there's this whole sort of move to create a disinformation ministry, which was insane. Um, and like George Orwell is turning in his grave. Wait, wait, did you, did you hear those things? George Orwell's 84 is supposed to be a warning, not an instruction manual. Thanks and noise for the richest man in the world. Elon. 
Now, before I get into some of what has come out of the Twitter files, um, everyone listening needs to understand that this is a war on information. And this has been going on for years, this attack on freedom of speech, at least since verifiably that we know of since 2013 during Obama's first term as president. Uh, This was from, I dug this up. This was from the free press. U.S. repeals propaganda ban, spreads government-made news to Americans. For decades, a so-called anti-propaganda law prevented the U.S. government's mammoth broadcasting arm from delivering programming to American audiences. For decades, a so-called anti-propaganda law prevented the U.S. government's mammoth broadcasting arm from delivering programming to American audiences. But on July 2nd, that came silently to an end with the implementation of a new reform passed in January. Uh, The result, an unleashing of thousands of hours per week of government-funded radio and TV programs for domestic U.S. consumption, and a reform initially criticized as a green light for U.S. domestic propaganda efforts. From the Atlantic, Americans finally have access to American propaganda. A law went into effect this month, and again, this is back in 2013. Uh, That ends the ban on U.S. government-made propaganda from being broadcasted to Americans in in a remarkably creative spin the supporters of this law say that allowing Americans to see American propaganda is actually a victory for transparency. Uh, so clearly this has been going on for some time. The legalization of government propaganda to be shown to Americans. Now, how can the government distribute their propaganda through social media platforms and mass media. And with Elon releasing this information that he found after purchasing Twitter, the government is now backtracking hard. Uh, Here are some clips from the uh, White House press secretary Today, saying that we're not involved, the White House is the other government has not been involved in the suppression of free speech on social media platforms. But then it goes back to 2021, where John Saki, the redheaded ginger, um, said that we that they were involved. Then another clip is going to be of Alex Jones kind of talking about. Um, kind of the same thing and how on Twitter Elon Musk was attacking Fauci and how you can't the White House press secretary and the government is protecting uh, Fauci and saying that if you attack Fauci you're attacking science and you are a dangerous disgusting 
individual. Um, and I was wondering if anyone in the Biden administration was in touch with Baker, either regarding moderation decisions that critics call political censorship or regarding uh, his transparency efforts recently. So it's up to private companies uh, to make these types of decisions. We were not involved. We are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms, uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread this information. The latest Chucky-like, and I say that because the last press secretary was a big liar and looked like a female Chucky, uh, and and now this this latest lady, I like to call her uh, the Black Chucky, uh, and so you know she's up there telling us it's time to play play with the truth, fast and loose, uh, just how horrible it is to question our Lord and Savior Fauci. Here's the clip. As you know, um, Elon Musk launched a series of attacks on um, Dr. Anthony Fauci over the weekend calling for his prosecution, and then he shared uh, some other um, memes uh, about him and suggested he lied about, he's lying about the origins of the coronavirus. What's, what's your response, uh, first of all, to, specifically to the attacks on uh, Dr. Fauci, and second, uh, how is your view of Twitter as a sort of public forum and a forum for yourself and for the president and many other officials here. How, how are those views evolving? So we've been very clear about this. Uh, these attacks, these personal attacks uh, that we've been seeing are dangerous uh, uh, on Dr. Fauci and other public health professionals as well. Uh, are, they are disgusting and they are divorced from, uh, from reality. And uh, we will continue to call that out and be very clear uh, about that. Again, these are incredibly dangerous, these personal attacks that we are seeing. Uh, Dr. Fauci has served under seven Republican and Democratic presidents. We cannot forget that. Uh, he has given he has given uh, his almost entire career to civil, to civil service. All right, that's enough. As a public that's like saying Fidel Castro was in power for almost 60 years, so he must be a great guy. Absolutely disgusting to see that clown up there. But, but that's what they're talking about. Oh, it's dangerous. Someone might be violent. They're now saying Elon Musk criticized Twitter's policy of allowing pedophilia and child rape, which they did. Uh, he's going to cause violence against the people coming out in these documents that allowed it to happen. So they commit the crimes, they do the bad stuff, and then we're bad for exposing it. Everything Fauci said was a lie about how deadly COVID was, about where it came from, about the shots working and being tested and safe. All of it a lie. Then they suppressed therapeutics. Then they kept people away from sick family members and old people so they could quietly kill them and pay them $51,000 for every person they murdered. This all really happened. Remember? We do remember, and we're never going to forget. I'm going to read you just uh, some of the things that I got this from the free press, the Bari... Weiss, um, that I follow on Twitter and there's just some things, this is just a few things, um, that have come out from the Twitter files, uh, about a week ago. So one is a new Twitter files investigation reveals that teams of Twitter employees build blacklists, prevent disfavored tweets from twent from twending trending and actively limit the visibility of entire accounts or even trending topics 
all in secret without informing users. Uh, Twitter once had a mission to, quote, give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. Um, Along the way, barriers nevertheless were erected. Take, for example, Stanford's Dr. J. Patakara. Yeah, it's a long, kind of confusing name. Uh, who argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Twitter secretly placed him on a trends blacklist, which prevented his tweets from trending. And they got pictures of all this stuff and emails that they've, that they found with communication on this type of stuff between them and the government and, and, you know, Twitter employees with themselves. Uh, or consider the popular right-wing talk show host, Dan Bongino, who at one point was slapped with a, quote, search blacklist. So basically, it's you weren't able to search for him. Uh, Twitter set the account of conservative activist Charlie Cook, Cook uh, no, it's Charlie Kirk, uh, to a, quote, do not amplify, which I'm guessing... Uh, you know, like it, it, it doesn't, you know how like a boost, you can boost your posts or like, Hey, you, you know, you follow this person. So, um, you know, you might be interested in this person. It doesn't give you Charlie Cook or Kirk or anybody else into that category. Now, Twitter denied that it does such things. In 2018, um, the head of legal policy and trust um, and the head of product said that we do not shadow ban. They added, and we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. Um, Now, it's kind of true. Um, It isn't, but it's just they use a different wording. So, for instance, what many people call shadow banning, uh, Twitter executives and employees call it visibility filtering, or VF. Uh, Multiple high-level sources confirmed its meaning. Think about visibility filtering as um, being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It is a very powerful tool, one senior Twitter employee told us VF refers to Twitter's control over users visibility. It used VF to block searches or searches of an individual users to limit the scope of a particular tweets discoverability to block select users post from ever appearing on the trending page and from inclusion in hashtag searches all without users knowledge. And more and more and more. I mean, I can go on and on and on. There's so much shit on here. Now, obviously, one of the big accounts that was deleted from Twitter was uh, Donald Trump. So the latest installment of Elon Musk's endorsed uh, Twitter files published on December 12th 
revealed more internal details about how and why the social media platform suspended former President Donald Trump's account in January of 2021. In a Twitter thread, uh, journalist uh, Barry Weiss, a former New York Times editor who quit in 2020, recalled what Trump had written on January 8th, 2021, which referred to the results of the 2020 election. She noted that Trump had, quote, one remaining strike before being at risk of permanent suspension, end quote. One post by Trump was on January 8th was the 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first, and make America great again, and will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. So that was one that was uh, tagged, I guess. Uh, The second one he issued that day would be his last before his second account was banned. He said, to all of those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. For years, Twitter has resisted calls, both internal and external, to ban Trump on the grounds that blocking a world leader from the platform or removing their controversial tweets would hide important information that people should be able to see and debate, Weiss wrote on December 12th. But after January 6th, um, as other Twitter employees have documented, pressure grew both inside and outside of Twitter to ban Trump. Less than 90 minutes after Twitter employees had determined that Trump's tweets were not in violation of Twitter policy, Weiss wrote that the Twitter's head of legal and policy and trust asked whether it could in fact be coded incitement to further violence. After about two uh, after two hours of that, Weiss reported that Twitter executives held a 30-minute all-staff meeting, uh, including Gad and former CEO Jack Dorsey. They answered questions about why Trump, who had nearly 90 million followers and used the app extensively, wasn't wasn't suspended. Later that day, Twitter announced that it suspended Trump due to the risk of further incitement of violence. After the account was banned, it wasn't restored until last month, coming after Musk bought Twitter and fired numerous employees. Now, this one's from Epoch Times. Documents uncover secret Twitter portal U.S. government used to censor COVID-19 content. I'll say that uh, New York documents reveal how the United States government used a secret Twitter portal to censor COVID-19 content that contradicted the government's narrative. In its ongoing probe into Twitter's censorship practices, America First Legal has obtained a fourth set of documents exposing a Twitter, a secret Twitter portal, which U.S. government officials used to censor dissenting COVID-19 views in violation of the First Amendment. It is a revelation Elon Musk described as extremely concerning. The documents revealed that the CDC was collaborating with the World Health Organization um, to mitigate uh, disinformation. Um, oh, and they were working with uh, Mafiendo. Mafiendo is a Facebook third-party fact-checking partner based in Indonesia that is funded by Google, known to have censored searches 
for keywords like coronavirus and COVID-19, as well as blocking information regarded adverse uh, reactions and deaths caused by COVID-19 vaccines. Facebook started its third-party fact-checking program in 2016, working with fact-checkers from around the world who are certified by the International Fact-Checking Network. Um, to rate and review the accuracy of the content on their platform, according to the IFCN website, they believe nonpartisan transparent fact-checking game, blah, 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 blah. So, Here's the thing, as we wrap up this uh, short episode. This is why freedom of speech is so important. Anyone, and it's mostly Democrats, who tell you that freedom of speech doesn't give you the right to say anything you want, or that if you're saying something wrong or something that hurts other people, it should be banned or and or censored, uh, or my favorite one, uh, you know, misinformation isn't free speech. Uh, they're retarded fascists. Because the problem with trying to control someone's speech is that 100% of the time, people become little dictators. How many times, especially during the COVID madness, you know, did we see this? Everybody became little dictators. You're not wearing your mask. Stay six feet apart. Everybody became little dictators. When many of us were saying masking doesn't stop COVID or closing gyms but having bars remain open doesn't make any sense or how does it make sense that having Target and Walmart open is safe but your small business can't remain open or pretty much anything that had to do with Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and the 2020 election fraud. You know, all of that was questioned and all of that was censored. You were told to shut the fuck up. That that freedom of speech was dangerous. I don't care who you are. Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Jesus Christ himself. If someone has control over what you can and cannot say... They will abuse that power. We see that with these fact checkers. So many Democrats, family members and friends will tell me that, oh, well, that is misinformation because the TV told me that it was or that the fact checker said it was false information. It's been fact checked. It's been debunked. Like, hello, the media and the fact checkers are controlled by the Democrats. That's a fact. I'm not making that shit up. Look it up. Look who, you can look at the, I think the resources, like uh, for instance, PolitiFact, and see who they're, who they're funded by, who they're controlled by. It's by Democrat-ran uh, companies. And those are controlled by China. Democrats are controlled by China. Who is controlled by the World Health, the World Health, the World uh, Economic Forum? But they don't want to hear that. They don't want to fucking hear that. They don't want to hear that they were wrong the past three fucking years. 
They didn't want to hear that they were wrong on masks are effective at slowing and stopping the spread of COVID. You know, that was found to be a lie. Lockdowns save lives. It didn't. In fact, it actually ruined more lives than COVID did. Unvaccinated are super spreaders and will all die from COVID. Turns out that it is the vaccinated that are super spreaders and are dying from COVID and the flu more than the unvaccinated. The COVID vaccine is 100% safe and effective, and that has now been proven to be a major lie. The major problem that we have in this society is that many people, whether it's politics, religion, etc., cannot handle the truth because the truth often turns their values and beliefs upside down. When you become overly attached to either your political party, a specific candidate, religion, uh, fuck, even being overly attached on, uh, and being loyal to a, overly loyal to a sports team, all can and will eventually warp your mind and is shutting down critical thinking. Without critical thinking, you are easily influenced into falling into a cult or government propaganda. Now, that's going to do it for episode 61. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode. The next episode is going to be episode 62 that I'm doing right after this. Um, that one's going to be on Is Soylent Green, the movie Soylent Green, uh, is that becoming a reality? <laughs>